Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? Um, how can I describe this? You know that scene in There Will Be Blood when um, Daniel Day-Lewis chases Paul Dano around a bowling alley before bludgeoning him with a bowling pin? <laughs> I don't remember that scene. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, then Daniel Day-Lewis collapses on the ground and he just says, I'm finished. Like he's not even like satisfied. I, that's how I feel this week. But I don't know which of those two people <laughs> I, I am. Okay, we'll explore this further. This is Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, the summer is uh, drawing to a close, and uh, we are going to uh, have an extra special summer music series coming up at the end of this podcast. Uh, it is going to be the, <laughs> the Grammy EGOT winning Bat Dance by Prince, <laughs> which uh, defies description, and yet we will attempt to describe it. Defies um, gravity. <laughs> it defies logic. <laughs> It really it's, it's everything and nothing. <laughs> it's defiant. <laughs> um, but um, we are recording this on Wednesday night, and simultaneously, the the third night of the RNC, Republican National Convention, is on. And uh, I watched the first two. You didn't. You watched the clips, right? I can't watch. I can't. I mean, listen, no one's like, I, I think, oh, I should watch for the podcast. But like, no one's paying us to do this. And I'm like, why should I watch? And even if someone was paying me to do it, I wouldn't watch. There's not enough I feel money. Like, <laughs> like mental health is so important right now and I can't handle the gaslighting, but I, ha you know, I have I, it on. I, I have it on. Clubs. I keep it on. I, I like, I play candy crush and have it on in the background so that if someone particularly shrill or histrionic comes on, I'll briefly turn my That's head. everybody. <laughs> it's like, how can you concentrate on candy crush? <laughs> it's just like, ah! it's like screaming the whole time. I mean, that's okay. what I'm imagining based on the clips I've seen. So we, we weren't going Going to dignify it by actually doing a nope segment on it, but like we just kept texting each other about ever crazier things that were happening. So we figured it's the elephant in the room, just like in the old days. So we have to talk about it. So we have this like disorganized list of crazy shit that's happening. And Rachel, we wrote it down, but I have no idea what's going to happen here. So like, what what struck you the most? <laughs> so I think one of the things that's the most bananas is going into it. There's no new Republican platform from 2016. They haven't changed anything. They just released a statement that just said that they are going along with whatever President Donald J. Trump thinks on any given day. So, so like, it's the, I'm with stupid yes, platform. It's the I'm with stupid platform. Like whatever that guy says, whatever that lunatic says in the corner we're we're on board okay. so it just shows that like this is now the party of donald trump this we is had no we had no, no doubt about that yeah no but it it's a this is official now so <laughs> <laughs> there was just you know it's just the big tent party for people named trump racists <laughs> And misogynist. But not, so Mar like, not Mary Trump. <laughs> Everyone named Trump who is not named Mary. <laughs> right. So come one, come all. It's, it's Except for Mary. everyone. <laughs> Except Mary. <laughs> who has to sit in the corner, yes. <laughs> yes, um, not even. So um, it kicked off with a trifecta of disasters, um, or even more than that, if we're really <laughs> counting. But S Steve Bannon was arrested 
on a yacht last weekend, which was amazing. It made my morning when I read that. He was arrested by the Postal Service. <laughs> which, what the fuck? <laughs> there were like postal investigators because he was indicted for mail fraud and for cheating. But, but did you know that they were like postal police? Like, do they have... They're postal police. Yeah, they're fierce, these investigators. And I didn't realize that they were at sea because they had to actually like <laughs> arrest him on like this Chinese billionaire's yacht. So it's just po- the like post office like Coast Guard sea. would have done it, right? Yeah, I know. It's, I know. So that was... That was remarkable. And then there was uh, Martha McSally, who's running for um, a Senate seat in Arizona. And she had a fundraiser and said something like, I'm not embarrassed to ask for your support. Just, uh, you know, give whatever you can or skip a meal and give me the money that you would have spent on food. (laughs) And that was disgusting and she's down by 16 points she's running against an american hero mark kelly right yeah yeah it's like impossible to say anything (laughs) bad about mark kelly but also they're real human beings who cannot afford actual food not to mention like if you need to skip a meal give your meal to someone who's hungry don't give it i'm not not skipping a fucking meal for martha (laughs) mcsally okay Okay. then there was like the uh, marianne mary trump is a savage she taped her aunt Yes. <laughs> talking about Trump. Um, this is right before the convention that was leaked. And then, which we will talk more about later, there's this whole Jerry Falwell um, drama. And we were at first reluctant to give it so much attention because he's such a scoundrel. But it's not unprecedented for this podcast that we talk about well, somebody. Well, Adam it's that we just talked about him last week and we're like, is there too much Falwell content here? Do we really right. want to give him the podium? <laughs> This week in Falwell. Um, so, but there are others that that we've done this to. There's uh, Allison Roman. We talked about her for three consecutive weeks. And not a week goes by anymore that we don't discuss the creative works of Umberto Tozzi. Um, the great these are the 1970s no Italian pop singer-songwriter. The writer of Gloria or the performer of Gloria, yes. the Italian version of Laura Branigan's Gloria. So um, Jerry Fowell Jr., Umberto Tozzi, and uh, the canceled cookbook <laughs> author Allison Roman, they are the no Paul of famers. So, okay, so we'll talk more about Jerry Fowell later, but let's let's continue on with yes. the bullet points <laughs> that we have here about this Fakakta convention. <laughs> Could you go on, please, Brian? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we we're talking about, like, what's the underlying theme of this convention other than being crazy and shrill? And we decided that it was basically the cocaine convention, right? Yes. Because everyone wasn't just like – they were, like, crazy going to 11, and not just in the substance of what they said, but in their delivery, right? I mean <laughs> – They were, like, wired to the hilt. Like, this was like um, I don't know, like a Hell's Angels rally with everyone on meth like (laughs) i thought of that so okay so don jr uh gave his speech which was utterly nonsense and content but he does that like barking noise that he makes that which is i guess is him talking um (laughs) so he did that but then what the press latched on to rightly so was uh the crazed Kimberly Guilfoyle, who, um, and I think we'll play a clip in a second, but she, how would you, it's almost like she like unhinged her jaw 
and like let loose with some how would you describe what she did it was like a yeah. howard dean moment for those of you it was like, enough to remember howard dean yeah the thing that derailed his campaign when he like just started screeching but she to me you know in ghostbusters the first one when sigourney weaver is possessed by that demon and she says um there is no more dana there's only zool and like (laughs) or like like Lindsay lindsey graham at the brett kavanaugh hearings where he pulls off the like mask and he's a lizard He's a lizard. Yes. So it's uh, that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of like someone who was possessed. Um, She was wearing this red dress, just very low cut. Her hair was in these like, you know, wavelets down her sides. Ringlets. (laughs) Not really ringlets. Wave. But it was the same hair. Tiffany Tiffany Trump had the same hair. I know. It looked like it was like... um, they went to like a wig factory and they had the same <laughs> mold like, of wig. It was, like, it was like a Kim Zolciak wig. Yes. <laughs> I want the whole time I, I did watch Kimberly Guilfoyle for a little bit. The whole time she was talking, I just like wanted a drone to like fly in with a little hook <laughs> and like pick her wig up. <laughs> okay, let's let's play the clip of the, okay. the best part of her speech. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Okay, so you can see why that um, roused me from my candy crush when I heard that <laughs> over my shoulder. Okay, and then there's insane. this, this, yeah. this so, Marianne Men- Mendoza character. You you looked into her, right? Yeah, I, I looked into, I investigated her. <laughs> um, so this woman's a so-called angel mom who, she's on the board of um, directors for Women for Trump. So it's not like she's this like random non-entity. She's known to the Republican Wait, isn't she on party. the board of Build the Wall also? Oh, I don't know. Steve Is Bannon's she? Thing. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah. possibly. Sounds, sounds about right. Um, <laughs> so on Tuesday night, she was supposed to deliver a video message at the RNC. And um, right before, as one does, right before <laughs> she appeared, she tweeted an anti-Semitic thread saying that, quote, malevolent Jewish forces in the banking <laughs> industry are out to enslave non-Jews and promote world wars, and included references to the conspiracy theory QAnon, which we discussed last week at length. See Frazzle Drip episode 133 <laughs> if you want more on that. I will not discuss that again. Okay. <laughs> but, you know... It wasn't so much the message as the timing. Like she could have picked a more a better day. Like right. if she had done or it, do like it a couple after of weeks. she had done the speech. Like give <laughs> yes. the speech, then send out the lunatic, hateful tweet. Right, or send it out as she's giving the speech. <laughs> have her social media director just push the button on it. So I don't know. I was actually surprised that her segment was pulled because usually they just like blame the media and gaslight and say like whatever. Everyone's a nice person and there's great people on all sides. Um, but the Trump campaign told ABC News that it was pulled. They, they confirmed it, that her speech was pulled, but they gave no reason for the decision because they don't want to alienate their base of anti-Semite conspiracy theorists, which is basically like everybody <laughs> Everyone that, who votes yeah. for Trump. Right. Yes. God, you should have seen. Uh, I saw like Rachel Maddow when this news came in, like her head exploded. This was like a gift from God that this had yeah. happened. Like she was on the docket at 750 and at 756, she was like pulled. 
It's um, crazy. Yeah, it's like bananas. Four, four minutes before it was locked out. It was incredible. Okay. She was I, in a fit of exuberance. She had to <laughs> just, like, she was so excited for her speech that she had to tweet a QAnon anti Semitic conspiracy thread. So among on. us. She needed to get, get back on her meds. Like she needed yes. to tone that down because. She was just overly overstimulated. She, yes. she she did the cocaine too early. She peaked too early. <laughs> she peaked too early. She should have <laughs> taken. She should have done a line just before she gave the speech, not two hours before. That's the problem. That is the problem. You've you've identified <laughs> the main issue here. Okay, and then we have our favorites, the uh, McCloskeys. The McCloskeys. Yes, the St. Louis um, gun-toting couple who. Um, the neighborhood actually tried to get them to secede from the neighborhood. Like, they're, <laughs> like all of the from the nation, <laughs> all the like surrounding houses joined together to get them to leave the neighborhood. So they're they're um, very popular people in St. Louis. But you you did more research into this um, anti-Semitic <laughs> yeah, beehive yeah. on on the. Yes, I didn't write anything down, so it's, this is going to be from memory. So apparently, there's. So we all know the story. They're the ones who like brandish the guns against the protesters, like stay stay away from our property, right? Um, yes. But apparently, this this uh, story came out that there was a beehive that was like from the children of a synagogue had built a beehive. And it well, was the synagogue like, is next to their property. They, they live basically. next to a synagogue, ironically, right? And um, yes. and the <laughs> I guess the class project is a beehive. I don't know why. Well, it was um, for Rosh Hashanah. They were going to make their honey. own honey. Were they going to make their own milk? apples and honey? Oh, apples. And no, they're honey. apples. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I should just tell the story. <laughs> And the, apparently the beehive was like six inches over onto their property line and they yes. they threatened <laughs> the, or wait, did they actually like kill the beehive or did they threaten to kill the beehive? Um, the McCloskey gentleman went to the synagogue's backyard or it was actually his own backyard because it was just a few inches over and he just like bludgeoned the beehive. Oh, he with did. A so he actually baseball bat and then left a note saying that they better clean it up or he's going to sue them. And they're both lawyers and they just, they're <laughs> very litigious. They sue everybody. But wait, could you, the, shouldn't he have at least have taken like a, a saw and sawed off the half of the beehive that was on their property? If it's like, this is the rabbi was so reasonable. <laughs> she was like, why didn't he just call us? We would have moved the beehives. And like, he ruined this whole amazing celebration for all of these children who were all crying when they saw the, the crushed beehives. It's terrible. These people are This is monsters. what these people are. These are what these people are. And it's not just them. Probably anyone participating in any one of these RNC events would have done exactly the same. Oh, if, totally. If, if they happened to have a Jewish beehive on their property. <laughs> or a beehive hairstyle. <laughs> okay. Speaking of hairstyles, okay, last night we had Melania as well. I that I did not watch. I couldn't. Oh, okay. Well, that one I can tell you about. So, it, of course, this was like the great Hatch Act defying pinnacle of the evening where they had, uh, I don't even know the names of the parts. I guess it was the Rose Garden. I don't know where there were not, you know, a hundred not socially distanced, not masked people sitting in a, the garden. There was a podium and they announced, ladies and gentlemen, the first lady of the United States, Melania Trump. And I swear, it was like a two-minute approach through like one colonnade 
and then down what I could only describe as a catwalk. And of course, she is a former model. And she was walking down that catwalk as if it was like Paris fashion, Slovenian fashion week. I don't know. But like, you know, the way the models walk with like the one foot goes directly in front of the other yeah. and they like have this like smizing look. Like, like That's what right? she thinks this whole thing is about. Like yes. she wants to just collect photos. It's a grift. She wants to just for the rest of her life sell books of photos of herself walking around the well, White House. There was like a photo montage when they do the like little clip job introduction thing where they talk about be best, which made no sense, makes no sense. No one knows what she's talking about. She's sort of like cuddling children. Um, but then among her greatest achievements, they talk about how she, you know, re uh, refurbished the Rose Garden. Like last week. Like, like last it's week. Been, it's but then they have this years. like long pan of the Rose Garden. Um, and then she talked about it in the speech about how she cherishes the White House, the People's House. She views herself as the steward of its heritage. Um, meanwhile, like they're violating the very law intended to govern the use of the People's House by using our taxpayer dollars to host their fucking random political, political rally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll have more on the Trumps in a second. Let's do Abby Johnson, though. That's another way okay. we had. Oh, yeah. Abby Johnson. Okay. So she spoke on Tuesday night. She's the she's a former director of a Planned Parenthood clinic who resigned after she changed her mind about abortion. She wrote a book about it, which was like red meat to people in red states. And Johnson happens to have a biracial son and said um, that she said Ado in adopt, a YouTube adopted, right? Adopt. I, I don't know. I don't know if yeah, he's I think he's adopted. adopted. Yeah. OK. And she said on a YouTube video um, that surfaced this week that the police would be smart to racially profile her son because, quote, my brown son is more likely to commit a violent offense over my white sons. Um, yes, yeah, she actually said that. And um, she has repeatedly voiced her support of, uh, quote, head of household voting, oh, yeah. <laughs> which means that only the said head is allowed to vote. And she added, quote, in a godly household, the husband would get the final say. So what a great way to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, giving women the right to vote, than a speech at a major party's convention from someone who wants to take away all rights from women and thinks that her own son is likely to commit a violent crime because of the color of his skin. I could think of but no you know better what she tribute. she does care about? She cares about the unborn very, very emphatically. And in fact, she's the person who refers to contraception. She's anti-contraception because she refers to it as baby-killing technology. Like the okay. pill is baby-killing technology. This is a person. So she she claims she was once a director of Planned Parenthood, and that may have been a ca the case, but she's actually like a spy from the other <laughs> side who somehow got a job at Planned Parenthood, then quit to create this whole narrative. I guarantee you, because there's no way that somebody would go... From you can't one go that one eighty, right? No. Something, no. Or unless she was like lobotomized or something. Like, what? Uh, what could cause a person? I think Ben Carson is lobotomized, <laughs> just like going around town and lobotomizing people, <laughs> having been lobotomized himself. Like he literally. <laughs> well, he did it himself. His, it was like, a DIY. Oh, Mike, he'd <laughs> save on health insurance premiums that way. <laughs> Mike Pence, too. He just has that vacant look in his eyes and that, like, mild grin all the time. Like, he yes. def he's definitely one of the droids. Like a Stepford droid. Yeah. 
Stafford right. Okay. And let's wrap this up with um, a, a bookend of Trump's. So okay. uh, there was Tiffany Trump, who looked like a Fox News anchor um, with a very weird wardrobe choice. And she pointed out that she is yes. just, <laughs> she's wearing some sort of like plaque ribbon thing, lacy ribbon thing. What was what? that? I saw like a turquoise. <laughs> suit like a, a powder <laughs> blue it looked like she no, it was, was white it was like cream. no 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 okay. no absolutely not <laughs> it was like a, it was like a powder blue suit she looked like an elvis impersonator it had like <laughs> bell bottoms on the bottom with like black panels on the sides this i don't know this i didn't know obviously i saw something different maybe the white balance was <laughs> off on my on my tv or i something. think something's wrong with your tv <laughs> okay anyway she, that's yeah she, that that's was... the best thing i could say about her speech <laughs> okay. that her, but her <laughs> main like point was that she can empathize with everybody who is out of a job or looking for work because she just graduated from law school and she and all her classmates are looking for jobs as lawyers now so right. she can walk a mile in their shoes. Then, sure. then there was Pam Bondi, who's the Secretary of State of Florida, right? Who mm-hmm. uh, she's caught up in. She's being investigated, right? Yeah, she's caught up in all sorts of shit. Right. Yes. And she gave this like legal dossier for 20 minutes about everything that Hunter, how, how corrupt Joe and Hunter Biden are. And none of this stuff was backed up by any facts. Even I, I'm not an expert in Hunter Biden, but I could tell you that I could point out that the half of it wasn't true. It was fan fiction. And the, it right, was... <laughs> right. And the other half was unproven or without evidence, as they say in the New York Times. Um, and then afterwards was Eric Trump, who is basically one step ahead of the law. Um, you know, he is, you know, one testimony away from being let out, let out in chains. So basically, yes. you have the bookends <laughs> of like two different Trumps, one of whom is aspiring lawyer, one of whom is a fugitive from the law, <laughs> which is like phony attorney. Is she the attorney? Yeah, she's the attorney general of Florida. Yes. Like making the the case against a like phantom defendant. Um, so that that was the night in bookends. And I think really, since there were so many Trumps, because that's really all who they, we didn't even talk about Pompeo from Jerusalem, not worth our time or our breath. <laughs> but we were talking about this, like, there were so many Trumps, it really, the convention should end with like a parade of Trumps, right? Just yes. Like marching. Just like- to the White House lawn, to the newly renovated White House lawn, and just dropping their pants and taking a shit. Because that's what they're doing every day. Okay. In- well, yeah. for, for something we didn't want to talk about, we certainly got carried away. We had Let's- a lot to say. <laughs> we had more, than, more to say than we, we thought we did. We had some opinions. And, yes. and there's still two more nights, one more night of this. So uh, maybe we'll revisit that next week. But until then... No. No, no to all of it. Absolutely not. No, make it stop. Right, nope. Stop. That that is a big fat nope. Okay. Okay. So, um okay. The, so this Jerry Falwell Jr. thing, <laughs> I got to we got to break this out as its own <laughs> nope entity. So this was sort of a circus that was happening as the convention was gearing up. 
it's a whole schmagoo. Let me let me try and get to the bottom of it. So last week we talked about how Jerry Falwell Jr. was taking a leave of absence, an indefinite leave of absence from his duties at as president of Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, after he posted a photo of himself on a yacht drinking what appeared to be alcohol with his pants unzipped, with his arm draped seductively over the shoulder of a woman who was not his wife, who also had her pants unzipped. Yes. So... Okay. Then, okay. Not a, then, not a great, not a great look for the not a great look a for evangelical university that bore your father's name until you rebranded it. But yes, okay. Yes. Let's, so let's, right, tongues were wagging, pearls were clutching. It was whole. It was a whole yet, thing. And, yet he persisted. <laughs> yet he persisted. But then this week there was another video of Falwell that surfaced where he was working out in a gym, looking very manly. And did you see this, Brian? There were no, like two, I missed this one, totally. Two teenage girls, one sitting on each end of a barbell as he like lifted <laughs> Wait, them up, sitting on the barbell. Yes, it was really inappropriate. It seemed like as though these photos were released to create this air of heterosexual masculine energy to perhaps counter a narrative of someone who was about to resurface after a year underwater. Pardon the metaphors, but I'm talking about the pool boy. Yes, there's always a pool boy. Giancarlo Granda, who is really cute. I'm not going to lie. He's a hot pool boy. I I did like a spit take when I saw that (laughs) photo of him standing under at the CNO Canal in D.C., instantly recognizable. I get the appeal. I do. But so this is the guy that the Falwells went into business with several years ago to open randomly a youth <laughs> hostel in Miami. What a great okay. business opportunity. When I, I think and about ways to mint money, my mind immediately goes to a youth hostel. That's in so Miami Beach. <laughs> Exactly. I wonder who that will attract. <laughs> right. And so it got mired in all this like legal stuff because Giancarlo Grande wanted out of the partnership. It was a whole thing. Um, but so on Sunday, Jerry Falwell Jr. decided to just give an interview to the conservative newspaper, the Washington Examiner. And he basically threw his wife, Becky, under the bus it's a new twist in the Mia culpa. Like everyone's <laughs> apologizing and this is the new, like, I'm so sorry, but it's actually my wife's fault. <laughs> he said that Becky cheated on him with the pool boy, John Carlo Granda, and that they were working through their marital difficulties with God and that he's forgiven Becky oh. for her infidelity. Oh. And then I'm sure like John Carlo Granda read this and was like, fuck this. I'm telling the whole story. And, and what a story it was. Okay. So then the next day, Reuters has this story that tells the whole it had an interview they had an great interview story with very well written thoroughly researched story very <laughs> a great story we'll link to it in the show notes so john carlo grand what, what is it granda was 20 when he met jerry and becky falwell while he was working at the Fontainebleau Miami Beach Hotel in 2012 so starting that month and continuing until just 2 years ago Granda had sex with Becky Falwell while Jerry Falwell looked on. That's how Reuters described right, it. Looked on. Looked on. So first of all, define looked with his, on. With his right? hands demurely on his lap. Right? On his hips. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had been saying from the beginning that this was a thruple. Like it is a thruple. And yeah. we knew it. So I have to give us credit. We're not a news podcast. So we spent <laughs> wildly and in this case we were right no this is news analysis this is yes. the, this is news you can use 
So then, like, amid all of this chaos, there's this news from the Washington Post that Falwell resigned from Liberty, after which he said he changed his mind and then said he didn't actually resign. And it was a whole mess. And then on Tuesday, he finally did resign. And what better way to go out in a blaze of glory than to quote the final words of Martin Luther King Jr.'s iconic, I have a dream speech, saying, free at last. Free at last. Thank God <laughs> Almighty. Free at last. <laughs> yes. Free and from Brian, what? Free from what? From Liberty University? From the, yes, the from clutches Liberty, of Giancarlo Granda? From the clutches of... <laughs> so there have been many contenders. This is the nope of all time. I, I just think using the words of a civil rights leader to justify quitting your job or being forced out of your job as the head of a racist university after it's revealed that you're in a throuple with a pool boy, it really just speaks to the times that we are living in. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, and um, yeah, I mean, normally you hear this kind of story, as you alluded to, it's him who's having the affair with the pool boy. But who knows what's really going on in that bedroom with that thruple? He was cucked. He was cucked. And the irony is that being a cuck is like considered to be like the biggest insult on the far right, which is like his supporters. And he's just like voluntarily getting cucked and and that's his kink. And that's fine. I don't judge that. I mean, no, as Jesus said, let he use without sin, <laughs> cast the first stone. So I do not judge Jerry and Becky. If he were a um, private citizen and not a racist fuck, like who, who whatever, has this f- ruse of a university. Yes, where you are required to, you can't have sex before marriage. You can't, you can't look you, at porn. You can't look at, you can't look at porn. You can't look at any provocative images. You can't look at Jerry Falwell Jr.'s Instagram account. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Um, this is just a nope, like a no. nope extravaganza. No. <laughs> I can't. John no, Carlo Granda, not. I wish you the best. I hope you get a sweet book contract and someone sells the movie rights because it's going to be a good movie that I will pay to see. I will too. And Jerry Falwell, I don't care what you do. Go to a youth hostel and, <laughs> <In Miami. laughs> and just enjoy the rest okay. of your life. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Rachel, can we uh, skip right to summer music series, please? Yeah, we've, we've arrived uh, okay. at the moment. <laughs> I think we've spent more time talking ahead of time about this summer music series than any other because I it is so. endlessly, endlessly entertaining. This is the hit Bat Dance by Prince, where uh, I think a, you said you you knew it very well. I know it very I knew well. It. I think some people, it's kind of like an under the radar hit. Um, well, it was there and it went away. So, like when I heard when you sent me the video, I hadn't heard it or in thought like of it, probably right? over twenty years or thought of it, but I remember. How could you forget <laughs> such a it's, it's such insane. a song? <laughs> It's not on any of his, of his greatest hits collections. Let's just say that. It's sort of swept up. Nor will it ever be yet. <laughs> Here it we are discussing it. <laughs> okay. It so is special. This okay. is from the 1989 soundtrack of the original Batman movie, which I think was uh, Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson, right? Yep. Okay. Correct. And um, I was supposed to be the one researching this, and yet I don't know the simple, most basic facts. It was a number one hit. It was Prince's fourth number one hit. The last one was Kiss before that. That's a great example. Kiss. There's a number one Prince hit I can get behind, right? Yes. Endures for the ages. Bat Dance, not so much. This song almost didn't happen. So <laughs> here's, the, here's the story behind the story. He only made, he made the whole Batman soundtrack. 
Um, and Tim, Bur- Tim Burton did the score. He did the like soundtrack of the songs. It almost didn't happen. He did it only because he was under contractual obligation because, you know, Prince is always fighting with his label, which is why right. he gave up his name. It was supposed to be a duet with him and Michael Jackson. Where oh. Michael Jackson would play Batman and Prince would play Joker and Prince would have sung funk songs to the villains and Michael Jackson would sing ballads to the heroes. Oh, that's a cool concept. That's but like what happened al- to Michael Jackson? <laughs> it's an alternate universe. <laughs> Imagine a world in which Michael Jackson. There is, is that world. <laughs> it's somewhere. I, I'm confident. It's in the, it's in the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, – Prince did this whole soundtrack, and Bat Dance wasn't on it. Um, there was a song called Dance with the Devil that was supposed to be the cornerstone theme, but Prince said it was too dark, and he whipped up Bat Dance to take its place. And it definitely does sound like something that was whipped up, because at first lesson, at first lesson, it sort of sounds like two, maybe three songs in one. There's like a chaotic, we'll take you through the whole thing, but it's like a chaotic guitar jam. And then there's this like slinky, funky, mechanical groove. But upon further research, it is really seven songs. Some of them were released. Some of them are still unpublished. They have names like 200 Balloons and Electric Chair. And this really is the those seven snippets of those seven songs mashed up. And a lot happens in the song, as that fact might suggest. And it takes six minutes and 50 seconds to get it all in. So it is definitely overly long. And it's an opera. It's, it's like, an opera, right? It's a yes. except there's there's more than thread. There's like seven acts in this opera. It's a patchwork quilt of craziness. <laughs> okay. Like I listened so, to it, and yeah, I was just like, this sounds like seven songs stitched together. And Brian was like, actually, it is. <laughs> right. So the one thing we can agree on, it is deeply weird, and not just the video. The song is weird too. They are not in the video. They were not allowed to use any movie clips. However, they were allowed to use sound clips for the song, and they used them liberally. However, none of them are more than two seconds long. So I cannot imagine what the like contract between Prince and the movie distributor was or whatever to be able to negotiate that. Anyway, so um, I was going to – normally I play the whole song at the beginning, or not the whole song, the whole like the clip to give you the idea. But there are so many different parts to this. I think I'm going to break it up and talk about each part and then give you a little sample. So the video, there's no plot. There's not a cast of thousands. Uh, there's a cast of three. Um, and the three are Batman, the Joker, and Vicky Vale. And uh, the, the thing is, like, there are really 15 to 20 characters because the three of them come in sets of five to eight identical Vicky Vales. So right, and Vicky Vale was played by Kim Basinger in the right, movie. Right, who is very, role, very hot. But she's not up. in the video. It's no, just a no, none of them are in the video. None These are them. all imposters, right? These are Except just... Prince is like a half and half, but we'll get right, to that. Right, we'll, we'll get to that, <laughs> right. Okay, so my my TikTok, and this is going to be, I, wa- I literally watched this 10 times, and my notes are still a little confused because I'm a little confused. So here, I'm just going to play part one. This is what kind of happens at the beginning. Go, go, go with it. 
Okay, so it starts out in this like smoky purple dungeon, which is apropos for a Prince video. And Prince is wearing the half. So it's a little bit like uh, Laura Branigan's self-control with the Phantom of the Opera. He's got (laughs) a half white, half dark. But the whole theme of it is like the two sides of one whole, like Batman and Joker, that it's like Gemini. Oh, he also has a big Gemini thing. So like, I don't know, he's a Gemini. So it's two sides of, of one thing. And uh, so he shows himself, he makes like the weirdest faces and he does it all in this video. He's the lead character. He's got 10 keyboards, like drop, like he does everything. And I looked at the music credits that says like all the performers, Prince. So he did everything. So in come in like five Batmans who are fluttering like vinyl winds. Batman. Batman. Is it Batmans or Batman? I think Batman. I think it's a singular Batman and multiple of it's like octopuses. Okay. okay. And then there's six Jokerses. Um, and they're like rolling on the floor and then the the batmen are flapping their wings over them and then there's like a clarion call where prince yells get the funk up and then they all pop up and they start doing like partly a thriller dance and then partly like a beat it where they're like Like west side story yeah it's like a west side story thing and then there's a super cool um sort of refrain where they go it's from the original tv show which i don't know if they had the license where they go i like batman batman like so like they use that batman theme thing and then that goes on for a little while and then they take a break and then there's i guess this is a clip from the movie and it goes and where and where and where is the batman And then there's this, like, shredding Jimi Hendrix solo. And the entire, it's like a whirlwind. There's a manic frenzy where everyone is, like, whirling around each other and howling. The choreography. The choreography is fucking, the choreography, I I, I have the guy's name somewhere. He is, like, did a hundred videos of the 80s. I have to say, say what you want about this video. This choreography, this is no Paula Abdul slithering around this is like the opening ceremonies of an olympics there is so much going on it's like the tasmanian devil so they're all this is accelerating frenzy then there's a very dramatic break and then they go stop the press who's that Vicky Vale. Vale. Vicky Vale. It's like skip. right okay i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to play that stop the press Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. I like Batman. Batman. Hi. Bruce Wayne. I tried to avoid all this, but I can't. I just gotta know. We're gonna try. Okay, so upon introducing name checking Vicky Vale, in walks a parade of Vicky Vales. And they're strutted and they're all in these like tight shift dresses and sunglasses. And then one of them, the like main Vicky, has a t shirt that says All This and Brains Too. They spread their legs and Prince slithers through their legs, which I guess is a classic Prince move. And then this is the part, and it's a very funky groove, like you heard. And, um, this is the one that's filled with quotes from the movie um, where like and then there's they hold up the guns and they shoot Vicky Vale and there's this very disturbing like shrieks. And this is where there's one of the great all time Prince lyrics that I'm going to read now. 
And maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't, but I think it's amazing. He goes, if a man is considered guilty for what goes on in his mind, then give me electric chair for all my future crimes. Yeah, rock electric chair. And of course, like all 80s videos, they then show a literal electric chair (laughs) sizzling. Which is I, like for this video, it actually is in context. Yeah, it's a very dark, it's a very dark scene. And then there's the, another line, a snippet of dialogue that struck me, and I can't tell. I I, I think it's Prince, not from the movie, because he says Jackie. He says, "Hey Jackie, let me stick this seven inch into the computer." Ha 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 ha. And like, it's just an incredible line. Like, first of all, no one now knows what a seven inch is. It's a seven mm-hmm. inch disc, but obviously. Could be a seven-inch dick. Um, And then at the end, I I guess this is a Jack Nicholson line. It breaks with, this town needs an enema, which I think is a famous line from Batman, right? Yes. And then then there's a break, and there's this incredible, like, double-time guitar jam where they're chanting, power soul. I'll play that now. Town needs an enema. And then there's another three minutes of chaos, and then it ends, like, like, it just, like, I can't even describe, like, how do you describe, like, the 18 it's people like, in a sound set just, like, going berserk? I, I, it's like you can either go, like, on a journey down. You have to surrender like, to the madness. Like, the Amazon <laughs> River, or you can watch this video, and you will have a similar transformation. <laughs> And then in the end, of course, Prince picks up a machine gun and he shoots the entire place up, which is really the only way to bring this chaos to an end. (laughs) They (laughs) couldn't figure it out. He was like the McCloskeys. He's like, or it's like at the end of an SNL sketch when they don't know how to end it. And then like everyone just like starts hitting each other. Yeah. He's like, how do we, how do we bring this to a, how do we get out of (laughs) this? Like an improv. (laughs) There's no way out. Just. They could have all, like, given each other enemas, I guess. Or the electric chairs right with, there. With Jack Nicholson. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's the, the that's the walkthrough of the video. This had a big culture. Actually, it had surprisingly little cultural impact. I was shocked to see that the video was the inspiration for a video by Hot Chip, the band from a while ago. I guess they're still making music. And we watched it, right? It's uh, It sort of looks like it. Rachel, you think it's a better song? <laughs> I think it's a better song and a better video. But, like, I mean, it obviously is Derivative very much best. borrowed from <laughs> Bat Dance. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to derive a video from Bat Dance because it's such ban- so bananas. I wouldn't even know, like, other than having someone painted, like, Joker, like, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, what the, what is the theme? It's testament to the artistry of heart. <laughs> Hot, what is it? Hot chip? Hot chip, hot chip yes. That they were able to extract the essence of bat dance and, and make it their own. I mean, it's okay. really something. So I have zoomed out now. Oh, no, not not like TV, not like computer zoom. I have not literally, zoomed, zoomed but... out like a camera. And I now have a hypothesis about this song. I, I have watched it 10 times. I've watched this video. It gets better every time. And I have now come to the conclusion that is the best song and the best video of the 1980s. Really? Okay. Yeah, this I've is, I've gone one eighty. Proclamation. Okay. It, start, so- it started as a joke. We were like, "This is a terrible, bizarre video," and now I'm like, "It is so bizarre that it is brilliant." And we should, you know, 
coming from the mind of, of Prince, of course. It's right. Be it could only have come from the mind of a genius like right. Prince. If it's, it seems yeah. bad, it's probably good. And you just it's haven't pro- figured it out yet. Yes, exactly. You need to really immerse yourself in it and like think about it. <laughs> you can't just watch it like I did while like looking on your phone and like doing other things. You, you have need to, to really... there should be a like PhD like dissertation on that. There, maybe there is. We should like whatever that thing is where you can look up you know uh, academic papers. I bet you there's something about bat dance. Sure. And I want to find it out. Okay. okay. We got to we got to end this. Let's move to our yups. Uh these are the little rays of light little beacons of hope that got us through the week. Rachel, please go first. Yeah. So um, my up goes to Claudia Conway. And I just imagine having the power as a 15-year-old girl to get both of your asshole parents to resign from their jobs in a single day. This is powerful <laughs> stuff. I have no idea where this You've is no- going. I've never so, heard of this person. Claudia Conway? Okay. So oh, oh is it the daughter of uh, Kellyanne and George Conway? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. So she's the daughter of Kellyanne and George, um, both of whom I suspect are horrible parents who have, against all odds, raised a very smart and righteous daughter. It, it, this happens sometimes, and we have to acknowledge it. Like, just look at Gia Giudice from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. She seems awesome, right. Right? So Claudia drew a huge following on, on all her various social media platforms, and she was very critical of both of her parents. And she said last week that she was seeking emancipation from them and confessed that she struggled with a lifetime of abuse, which I felt terrible uh, about. And I feel, like, protective of her, oddly, uh, I guess, just yeah, as the mother. Yeah, but there's got to be and, and yeah. Like, there is no one more evil than Kellyanne Conway. Of course. Of course yeah, she's a horrible mother yeah no but I'm inspired by Claudia's strength and um, I just you know if she listens to this podcast I hope she knows that there are two you know liberal Jews in New York and (laughs) our global you and Josh or you and me me and you and okay, Josh yes. too. Josh it's about, it's too. about time we adopted a child. Wait, yes. <laughs> Maybe a biracial child who's more likely to get arrested because they're more oh, likely God. to commit crimes. <laughs> oh, God. Beyond. Um, but so Kelly, uh, Kellyanne's daughter, Claudia, we're, we're rooting for your every success in life. And call us if yeah, you want to talk. We will be your sanctuary city. Please come. Yes, you will we'll always have a home in. with us. We'll take you in. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Speaking I, yes. of speaking of nothing, my yup goes to the estate of Laura Branigan, who okay. we have profiled in two summer music series. We did Gloria, and then last week we did Self Control. And Rachel tweeted about Self Control, um, and you tagged Laura Branigan. Despite the fact that she's been she's dead, dead since 2004. But so I, I didn't like, I, I normally I go by like a no tagging policy, especially if we say things that are a nope. And that self control video was a total, total nope. nope. And, and like, we didn't single her out, but there were a few like not entirely flattering things we said about her. We did say she committed crimes against pop music. We did. And we <laughs> like, said she was an Italian appropriator and she steals music from Italian. Italian artists like Umberto Totsi. So imagine our surprise when I woke up one morning, looked at my little alerts on Twitter, and it turned out that someone named a valid, validated account, verified account at Laura Branigan had liked that tweet. 
And at first I was like, oh, Laura Branigan liked that tweet. And then I'm like, but wait, she's dead. (laughs) At first I thought it was like her fan club or an imposter, but it was verified. She's liking from beyond the grave. (laughs) Like in that video, she like burst in through a wall. No, but she also, she was dead and then she was playing dead. She came alive again in self-control. So maybe this is, she's just been playing dead. Well, it's sad that she's dead. We d- we don't mean to make we we love her. Obviously, we're huge fans. We're just grateful for her estate that they acknowledged <laughs> that they're monitoring and- social media. That's yes. great. Okay, probably not a lot of social media chatter about Laura Branigan nowadays. Okay, we, we will be the ones to keep okay. her spirit alive. This has gone on far too long. Okay, <laughs> we don't have any time. Please rate, review, Is there subscribe. Anything else no, you want to talk about? no, I'm no? really done. <laughs> now okay. I got to go and cut. 15 different Prince music clips into this. And a, and a Kimberly Guilfoyle. <laughs> okay, I'll My dad there. was like, who is that Kimberly Gill style? Was- <laughs> I'm going to be up till 2 a.m. editing this podcast. Uh, okay, listen, uh, okay. like I said, if you enjoyed it, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you for listening. This has been Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Hey, Jackie. Let me stick the seven inch in the computer.